Hello, I'm Casey. And I'm Emily. <laughs> and you're listening to A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder, a true crime podcast with an element of baking. And what are we having this week? So, this week we're not having anything. <laughs> Except, I do have something that I did make this week that I will share with everyone. So, I'm making lasagna casserole. Mm. And the thing is, I thought that lasagna was kind of already a casserole. Oh, I, I mean, oh I is it not? Right? <laughs> I've never made lasagna. I mean, like, lasagna comes in a pan. I figured, like, I thought casseroles were, like, in a pan. In a pan. Like, I thought that's like, kind of what defined a casserole, but whatever. Yeah. I made a lasagna casserole. My whole goal is to make freezable meals before the big day which yes. is on monday oh my i'm gosh. being induced to have my baby and it's wednesday now yes so less than a week yes when when this episode comes out i will be in the hospital oh my god yeah that's crazy <laughs> so anyway lasagna casserole I, that's <laughs> something i can like put into smaller containers and then freeze so that's what we're doing um one weird ingredient i thought everything was pretty pretty straightforward except lasagna has those classic noodles like it always has the same noodles with it but it didn't it has shells which i thought were weird like the small little yeah oh yeah turtle shell things yeah Mm -hmm. um so i guess that's what kind of makes it different than your usual lasagna and then also cottage cheese which Mm -hmm. i thought was interesting i mean i like cottage cheese yeah me too and it tastes like i did have a few bites of the uh, casserole tastes really good. I just don't really know. Yeah, I don't really. I've never heard of cottage cheese in a casserole. Yeah, me either. But you know, I don't really make a lot of Italian, and so um, maybe that is kind of a staple. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so that was the chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the cool thing is I don't think we'll be recording next week. Yeah, probably, probably not. Probably take a week off, maybe a couple weeks. We'll see. Yeah. See how we're feeling. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, Emily, let's hear about it. Okay. So. Oh, and we didn't record last week. Sorry, because I'm <laughs> stupid and I got all the way to Casey's house and I forgot the equipment, so... So she watched me wash a bunch of bottles <laughs> yeah. and sippy cups and stuff. A lot of prep. <laughs> yes. Um, but hello, we're here today. Yes. So. All right. So this case happened in the Ozark Mountains in Missouri in 2006. It's about the missing case of Lena Shapin, I think is how you say her last name. And she was living at the time that she disappeared with her boyfriend, Jason, in their apartment. And her sister, Robin, showed up at her place um, to see her, but Lena was not there. And her boyfriend, Jason, said that Lena had left with a boyfriend to Florida, like this new boyfriend. And Robin was like, what the heck? Like, there's no way. Right. And, um, And Jason... Lena's boyfriend said, well, that's what your mom Sandy told me. That's just what she told me. So Lena had not even said any of this to Jason. Jason is hearing this story from her mom, Sandy. So is he actually that we know of at this point? Uh, yeah. Like she's actually saying that to Yeah, Sandy. So she tells Jason this and then we find out Sandy has been telling this story to other people too, that this is where Lena went. But Lena had a son. 
mm-hmm. named Coulter, who was pretty young. He was still probably like a toddler, I think, um, that she had left behind in Missouri. So everyone is like, there's absolutely no way she would leave her son. She was absolutely dedicated to him. Mm-hmm. And when they looked around the apartment that she was living in with her boyfriend, Lena's stuff was there. Like, she didn't take anything if she had gone to Florida. No clothes, no pictures, no belongings, nothing. So it's suspicious, obviously. Right, right. Um, And the thing is, Coulter, Robin found out, her sisters found out, was with their mother, Sandy. So their sisters immediately suspect their mother, Sandy, had done something. And if that's their immediate uh, thought, obviously there are some issues in the family. Right. Which, that's, yeah, exactly. If you're instantly <laughs> suspecting that your mom did something, then she must already have some kind of underlying mental issues. Yes. And we will find that out. But yeah. So Rick Letchworth is the officer who responded because they immediately called the police and said Lena was missing. And family told him that Lena's, some of Lena's stuff was left on the back porch of the house. Like, um, somebody had, I'm not, I'm, it's not really clear if maybe her mom, Sandy, did it, or Jason, maybe, but I don't think her boyfriend would have, but, like, mm-hmm. set some of her stuff out on the porch, like, she's gonna come back and oh, get it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, the police officer did not believe Lena had left to Florida, and, Alina's other sister, Brandy, told the officer, yeah, we don't think she's in Florida. We think our mom had something to do with it. So he is believing the sisters at this point because you wouldn't think they would know their mother, you know? Right. So then um, I pulled this from an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, by the way. So this is kind of following that structure. Okay. So Brandy starts telling the officer and like on camera for the show she starts talking about how they grew up and why they would suspect their mom so uh brandy said that they grew up very poor and that their mother worked very hard to provide for them and when they were young they like always had to stick together and they were a very strong close-knit family when they were young and brandy said growing up every single night their mom would come in their rooms and say god bless you and love you and obviously that's very sweet and Mm -hmm. the family was uh the mom sandy and six girls brandy lena robin rachel Jeannie, and rosie wowza in order from oldest to youngest so um so lena was the second oldest and but she was known in their group of girls uh, as like the toughest one she was very outspoken um troublemaker kind of mm-hmm. but like fun mischief not like right completely like okay. a total rubble but like lena was the one all the sisters say um she was the one who really kept the family together and was kind of the glue even though she wasn't the oldest sister but okay yeah so their mom she was a good mom when they were young, but she was constantly dating different men. And that really affected the sisters, obviously that would, mm-hmm. because she always went after married men 
Or Yikes. ones that had brothers, and she would want to date both of the brothers. Ooh, Sammy. Yeah, I know. So, I'm, I'm not sure what the appeal of that is. Like, people who specifically want married people. I just, like, I've never really understood that, but... I know. I don't know if it's because it's, like, kind of a competition. Like, someone else finds him desirable. Yeah. Because I do know that, like, back when I'd have crushes... You know, mm-hmm. I I would, like, not be interested in the person. But then as soon as someone else is interested in the person, then all of a sudden, <laughs> they're a little we'll bit more interested. Yeah, so it's almost like a little competition, I guess. Mm-hmm. So maybe she liked the idea of, like, having a fight for it. Yeah. Yeah, I can having see that. Having to be kind of, like, a, aggressive about it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in order to get with, like, a married man, you kind of have to be somewhat of a aggressive, an aggressor yeah pursuer you know (laughs) yeah for sure she they were always moving around too so whenever she started dating a new guy they would go and live with him so they never really had like a permanent home they moved around a lot yikes and november 17th 1994 sandy married albert mccullough and albert was her second husband so I and they don't really mention her first husband in the episode, so I'm assuming her first husband was the father of these six girls. Are they all pretty far apart or are they right um, on top of each other? They're not super far apart, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know all of their specific ages, but yeah, they didn't like in the pictures they didn't look too drastically different from each other except probably like you know the oldest to the youngest have some years between them but yeah yeah i mean it's totally doable within like an eight year span having six kids oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't imagine that but yeah you could uh no offense it's doable i mean i'm sure it's really hard especially when they're young yeah just it'd be nice though you know, they all play with each other. They're all yeah. around the same age. I mean, I've always really liked that Patrick and I are really close in age. We're only 15 months apart. And mm-hmm. I've always really liked that. But I wouldn't want to do that consecutively. Uh, yes, over and over. Being in my ninth <laughs> month of pregnancy, I absolutely cannot imagine someone being... Like, I can't imagine being pregnant again. In a few months. <laughs> in a few months. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, no. I... I <laughs> So, I mean, Ooh. but, you know, more power to you. If you can do it, if, you, yeah. if you're one of those people that likes being pregnant, you know, and you want your kids close, do it. Go for it. Never. Personally, <laughs> personally, I don't think I can, but. No, I don't even want to be pregnant in the first place, let alone with a newborn. No. Oh, gosh. Okay. Anywho. <laughs> Sidetrack. So, uh, Sandy's second husband which is Albert. So Brandy, the oldest daughter, was 10 years old when they married. Uh, however long she was with her first husband, not sure, but the oldest is 10 at this point. And the sisters said Albert was very fun, very laid back, and he was a really good dad to them. And he really loved them. Uh, their mom was in school, not sure for what at this point, but um, she was not around a lot because she was like, 
at a school that wasn't local i think okay or maybe she's always in class and had to be away so albert really was the one who took care of the sisters and raised them and he made sure to put them in sports and school made sure they had like good like social lives as well and they didn't really have that before because they were moving around a lot didn't really have a permanent school that they could join things Mm -hmm. so that's so good for them i mean it sounds like albert's a pretty stand-up guy he is yeah and that's so good that's so important for girls to have you know a male figure in their lives that they can actually look up to yeah and that's that's supporting them and I think with the kind of life they were living, they probably really wanted that, like someone permanent, you know, mm-hmm. to take care of them. Yeah. Woo. Almost knocked that garbage can over. Woo. So, unfortunately, this period of their lives only lasted about three years, though. Oh. Um, because Sandy cheated on Albert. Sandy. I know. With his brother, Gary. <gasps> <laughs> Dramatic. Gary. Yeah. Um, so the brothers got in a fight over her. A duel? Yes. <laughs> like Angela in the office. Yes. <laughs> Never miss an opportunity to bring up the office. Just saying. <laughs> um, and Sandy beat Albert in defense, like while, in defense of Gary while they were fighting. So she wanted Gary to win. So she came up behind Albert and like hit him with a tree branch or something. Oh my god! And at, yeah. And at that point, Albert was like, "You know what? What? Whatever." Yeah. After he got hit with the tree branch, he's like, "See ya, brother. Like you can have her. Bye." So it's. I just like. Can you imagine watching that scenario play out yes. in your backyard or something? Yes. She. Uh, they need to go on Steve Wilkos. <laughs> yeah. They definitely. Um, no, 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 not Steve because that's the lying guy. Yeah. Uh, the Mari show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, But no, what was I saying about that? Oh, she literally knocked some sense into him. Literally, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, May 22nd, 1996, Sandy officially leaves Albert for Gary, and the family moves back to Missouri. Um. From Arkansas. So they were living in Arkansas at that point. And then they move to live with Gary McCullough, Albert's brother. Oh my god! I can't imagine brothers doing that to each other either. Like, I could never do that to my sister. I, I, I always, I always want to see... We're going to have to look up pictures in a little bit of what Sandy looks like. Because I want to see if she's a total babe or, or what the story is. She's... She's not... To, she's not ugly. Yeah. But, yeah. And, like, I mean... The appeal to for six kids then to also move into your house, yeah, like what they must have been just darlings because yeah, right <laughs> six kids like why why are you doing this? Yeah, and I don't see the appeal. They said in the uh, episode like Sandy was just extremely charming when she wanted Mm -hmm. to be and she was very very charismatic and very headstrong and i guess like a lot of guys liked that you know Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean your personality if you use it right can carry you a long way we have learned that with a lot of the female uh killers we've learned that a lot of time it's them just being able to manipulate men yeah because like Catherine Knight, she was no looker. Yeah. So I know. Or what about that big lady that they called a cow? Or they oh, made a song so Bell Gunnis. Yeah, Bell Gunnis. Yes, she had she's men like, yeah. flocking to her. Mm-hmm. 
And they, they called her the ogre of Indiana, but men wanted her. <laughs> but, but yeah, so many men wanted yeah. her. So, you know, honestly, that this is a, this shows us something <laughs> about women. Just, you just got to be confident in yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how you look. I guess. I guess not. It's, yeah, it's a beautiful just, thing. I mean, if, if you're get, willing to beat someone with a tree branch, <laughs> he'll fall for you. <laughs> You know, that really is, that's, if we're going to learn one thing from female serial killers, let's, let's take that oh, away God. from it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, um, go on. Yes. So, when they lived with Gary, they lived on a farm, and the girls had to work, like, very hard helping out with the farm. They worked, like, every day. But, um, like Albert... He was a really good dad, too. Like, he good. really liked them. Good. So it's not like... Like, it's sad, and I'm sure they miss... They do say they miss Albert and everything, but Gary was also, like, really good father to them, too. And Brandy says he taught them very well in discipline and hard work, and she says, like, to this day, she values those lessons of what she learned, like, working so hard on a farm. So it wasn't like they were worked, like, in any abusive mm-hmm. way it was like yeah a teaching thing in a good way yeah um so same thing she was married to albert for three years she was married to gary for three years and then sandy starts cheating on him so sounds like just at this three-year mark he kind of bored. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that uh, three-year hump <laughs> canceled yeah <laughs> um she starts seeing a guy named chris klemp in 1999 and Chris came from a family of money, and Sandy liked that very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what? The farm life <laughs> is not for me. I want to be rich. Ah. So <laughs> Gary finds out uh, May 11th, 1999, that Sandy has been filing bad checks. And I guess he confronts her about these bad checks, like what's going on with it, and he finds out about the affair. But one way or another, after this, Gary goes missing. <gasps> yes. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so Gary never, ever missed work. He, he was very dedicated to work. And so his friends and family immediately decide we're looking for a body. They don't even say he's missing let's look for him they say we're looking well he is missing but they say immediately it's a body if he's not dead he wouldn't miss work wow yeah and you gotta be like really sure about somebody if you're immediately gonna jump Mm -hmm. to that conclusion because normally you'd be like no there's no way they're gonna be dead you know right you'd be in some sort of denial yeah but they were like we're looking for a body so one of his friends gary's friends said a few maybe a few weeks ago or a few months ago this happened sandy had pulled a gun out put it on gary's stomach and pulled the trigger um but the gun didn't discharge so gary thought there was nothing in the gun because he always unloaded it after using it and like he was very very careful with his guns Mm -hmm. so he thought sandy knew that there was nothing in it um and it was just like her joking around or something which Mm, wouldn't really joke about that gun safety um (laughs) yeah so his friend opened the gun and saw that there was a live round in it and it just didn't go off so gary was like oh my god she was trying to actually kill me this isn't like a joke she probably she knew 
it wasn't empty. Wow, so it just jammed. Yeah. Oh. He literally, he would have died, probably. Just been severely injured, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so May 13th, 1999, police are notified that Gary's missing, and they go to the farm to check things out, and Sandy pulls up in a truck with her daughter, Lena, um, to see the police, and Sandy says, oh, yeah, I've been, uh, to the police, she says, oh, I've been meaning to call you, my husband left, Mm. and he hasn't been back in a few days, what's going on, maybe you can help me, like, you know, trying that, yeah. And she said he was going to Diamond, Missouri, um, to go buy, like, some new roosters or something for the farm. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, yeah, he just hasn't been back. So, actually, yeah, I've been meaning I was just going to call you. Surprise, you're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After my shopping trip. Right. <laughs> and uh, the officers got a search warrant because they were like, that's a weird story. Yeah. And Sandy was not happy when they showed back, they showed up back at the farm with a warrant. And police found no evidence of Gary, like, ever living there. So his stuff had been totally cleared out. If you were going to just go buy some roosters or something, you wouldn't take all your stuff with you. Right. Because you'd be coming back. What is she telling the girls? Well, we'll see. Okay. What they did find in the house that was supposedly Gary's was a checkbook for Chris Klemp. And they realized two days after the investigation started looking for Gary, Chris had moved into the house. <gasps> what? Yeah. Wait, it's, I thought I thought he was rich. Why is he moving into her house? I don't know. Right? <laughs> you would think. But um, you're not very smart if you're... You're like, okay, my husband is missing. Obviously, we all think Sandy did it. And mm-hmm. uh, how about my boyfriend move in two days after he's been reported missing? There, I mean, how stupid are you? That is like, yeah, you're, you're being so suspicious. Yeah. So please, when they find this out, they ask Sandy to take a polygraph. And she said, you find a body, I'll take a polygraph. Not a good thing to say to the police. No. Uh, so Lise, Lise, the police wanted to investigate the kids and ask them questions because mm-hmm. obviously they should, they would probably know something. Uh, but Lena, who was the one who always kept the kids together, you know, she was very mm-hmm. hostile towards the police. She was defending her mom and she, what she says goes with the younger kids. Okay. So she told all of them, like, don't say anything don't speak. Lena's only 13 at this point, but she's very, like, in charge. So when she tells the other girls, don't speak to the police, mom didn't do anything, they follow her lead. So the police get nothing out of the sisters. Wow. Yeah. So the day Gary went missing, Sandy, the girls got home from school, and Sandy met them at the door and told them, you can't come inside. Just go down to the barn. Uh, a new cat. A cat has given birth. So you can go look at the kittens and take care of them. So they go down to the barn. And there was a cat that had given birth. So they were with the kittens. But then Brandy, the oldest, she knew she had a lot of chores to do that day. And Gary is very uptight with the chores. You have to do them. So she was mm-hmm. getting worried. She was like, I need to get in the house and get my supplies for... 
uh, milking the cows. And so she goes up to the house and she's like, I know mom told me not to go in there, but I'm going to because I need to get my supplies. And she sees Sandy scrubbing the floor on her hands and knees, scrubbing it with those bleach everywhere. Oh, suspicious. (laughs) Yeah. So Brandy is thinking it's weird, especially since if she was just going to clean, it wouldn't really be enough to tell them, like, stay in the barn all day, you know? Right. But she decides, I'm just going to carry on with my day, you know? And that night, Sandy sat the girls down for dinner, and she said, if anyone asks, Gary went to go buy some fighting roosters, you had spaghetti for dinner that night, and you haven't seen him since. So she's coaching them in what to say. Wow. And that's the story. So Sandy told Lena, who was the one in charge, Mm -hmm. to make sure none of the girls left their rooms that night. And Lena just... She was very loyal. Right. And so she slept in the hallway where all their bedrooms were to make sure none of the girls left their rooms at night. I wonder if Lena knew something happened. Like, I wonder if Sandy was telling Lena, like, he's yeah. a bad man, he hurts me. I don't know. It's like saying something to make Lena right. want to, to back be... her up so much. Because yeah. she must know something's going on if she's sleeping in the hallway. Mm-hmm. I mean... And she's 13. She's she's old enough to realize things. Yeah. Yeah. Like she knows like that he, I mean, yeah, that's kind of obvious. So she just must really trust Lena to back her up. Oh, for sure. She probably manipulated her into thinking that he did something wrong. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I'm thinking her mother was able to spin any story Mm -hmm. and she would defend her. Yeah. So... Robin, which is one of the sisters, said even though they had to stay in their rooms at night, there are windows. So Robin says she was looking out her window in her room that night and saw Sandy and Chris dragging Gary out in a body bag. And she didn't see his face or anything, but she know like she's it's instinctive, you know, she's like, that's got to be Gary in the body Mm -hmm. bag. And so she sees them. And Belina thought, so the girls are all suspicious. The older ones, at least, are. When the mm-hmm. older ones are Brandy, Lena, and Robin. The, um, Belina did not want them to get separated. So she tells them, just keep quiet. Just keep quiet at this point. And after that, they all moved to St. Louis. But they only stayed there for one year. And then they moved to Sligo. Uh, Missouri, I believe. And Sandy and Chris married at that time. So, okay, so many questions. Like, why wouldn't they continue the investigation on Gary? Or why wouldn't they... I guess, I mean, they don't have a body. Yeah. I guess there is really... I think... No way. The case either went cold, or Mm -hmm. they were looking, but just not finding anything not getting anywhere because there are no witnesses at least no witnesses who will talk the girls right Mm -hmm. and then also i mean i kind of get it uh when i'm thinking about like lena trying to defend and and even though they know that sandy probably killed him Mm -hmm. you know i think that they grew up kind of in a Okay, we're a family. Like, we stick together. 
survival kind of instincts. So they yeah. just, they'll do anything to stay as a family. Yeah, I think that was really the girl's number one thing. As, and I think Sandy might have drove that into their heads too. Like, if we're caught, you're all going to go to different homes because... They, in the episode, they kept saying over and over, like, Brandy kept saying, like, Lena just wanted us to be together. We would have been separated. And, yeah. 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 That would be a really strong motivator, especially, you don't want to lose your family. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, the girls are getting older. Lena starts working, and um, everyone starts noticing as she's getting, like, in her, her older teen years that she's... Things were really different with her than when she was younger. She would, Brandy said she would just stare into space at nothing, like looking really distant and lost. Mm -hmm. And she started being really troubled and drinking more. Um, And eventually she told a boyfriend she was dating that she was 17 at this point. So some years have passed. Mm -hmm. And she told him she was really struggling with secrets that she didn't want to keep anymore and he convinced her to tell someone what was happening with her he's like it doesn't have to be me but you should really get this out whatever's bothering you she still hasn't said the whole story Mm -hmm. but obviously something is weighing on lena like heavily uh maybe the murder of her stepfather yeah possibly (laughs) yes so june 26 2003 lena's 17 she goes to meet with her former stepdad, Albert McCullough, Gary's Ooh. brother. And Albert just, he must have had a feeling something was going to come out. He hasn't seen Lena in a while. If she's contacting him, she wants to say something. So he records their conversation on a tape recorder. And I have a clip of <gasps> that, of oh what gosh. she says. I mean, that totally makes sense that Albert would think that just because... I mean, she calls you out of the blue. Your brother's still missing. Yep. The kids never said anything to the police. Yeah. So so it was very smart of him to get that story and evidence. So, yes. Okay. Here's the story. Who killed Gary? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I know the clip might be a little hard to hear. So mm-hmm. just to like summarize, Lena says mom, her mother shot him two times and her and Chris like wrapped him up in plastic and like dragged his body outside. Um, they murdered him. Right. Yeah. And then- so yeah, Lena definitely saw more than, more than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it almost sounds like she was kind of like 
watching everything that was happening. Yeah. Um, and then Lena, I have another clip. She goes into how they got rid of the body, which she also saw. She was there. Whoa. Okay, wait. Before you do that. Okay. I just like, if if you can hear Albert's reaction in the background, you know, how do you stay that calm when, when someone's yeah. confessing this? Like, she says, oh, they were in the bedroom. They were in the bedroom. Like, yeah. He sounds so friendly. It's not like, I don't, I don't know. Like, how do you even respond when, you, when someone is telling you, making it such a big confession to you mm-hmm. of what happened? I think, I think part of it is he's trying to be as docile as possible f- to, you know, coax her out of saying, like, continuing the story and finish saying it finally. And also, it's been a few years, and I think over the years, he's definitely, he just knows he was murdered. Mm-hmm. So it's not, like, new to Shock him, probably. Or yeah. But he's just finally finding out the details of it. Yeah, you know? and you don't want to be responding with anger or yelling or anything because you don't want to stop the story. You want to hear every detail. Yeah. I'm just, I just, but it is just amazing to be able to hide your your inner emotions about it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, hearing about your brother, like, it'd be really difficult, like, not to even start crying or just yeah. get emotional while hearing it. It's just, you know, you hear investigators, we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but you hear investigators when they're, when they're in there inter- interrogating somebody, it almost sounds like they're on the person's side, they're really yeah. supportive. And they just want to get all the details because they don't want to make it sound like they're judging them. Right. For anything to... But for him to have that natural instinct that not to be even trained like that and to be responding... That would be hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all he said was one thing, but you can tell that it's like a... He's using a softer voice with her and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just trying to get the details. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so this is the other clip. Not each up, though. Gary, Bob, Gary is gone. How would the person go about doing that? I mean, is there any way that we could do that? There's nothing. There's nothing before we're left. So she is complicit in this murder, at least the cover-up of it. Yeah, so to summarize it again. Yes, so Lena says that after they dragged the body outside, her, Chris, and her mom burnt the body completely. And um, Lena says there's nothing left. There's no evidence left. If there was anything that wasn't burned, it was put in buckets and spread just all over the place randomly. So, and she said she even burned her fingers 
picking up some of the evidence to dispose of it. She literally says bone. Yeah. She burned her fingers picking up bone. Yes. I just can't. I'm so annoyed with Sandy. I mean, yes. One, it's one thing to kill your husband. That's horrible. Murder's bad. Yeah. But then to involve your child in it, don't you know what psychological damage you're doing? Right. And then also the trust that she has in her 13-year-old daughter. Oh, for sure. Why Why her? Was it just because she was bold and and on her mom's side most of the time? Or I think so. She, she just chose her as... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's not even the oldest kid. So mm-hmm. she must really know Lena would never betray me. Or she thinks Lena would never. Um, she must know she has like her hooks in strong if she's willing to implicate her daughter like that. Right. And Albert also, he never blames Lena for this. No. He was very understanding about it. Like you were a kid doing what your mom told you to you were probably like scared for yourself stuff like that and he probably knew her pretty well at that point in her life too yeah um you know obviously he had just spent three years with her teaching her raising her Mm -hmm. being her father and then she goes and now he's her uncle weird but whatever yeah yeah. but still i'm sure that they interacted still after that oh maybe not because they were probably had some bad blood but they might have still interacted after that, and so yeah. he probably still knew her at this time. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence, which is why the investigation like went nowhere. So Albert is really excited about this tape. It's a confession. Albert and their other brother, Steve, call the sheriff and give the sheriff this tape of Lena's confession. But somehow, Sandy found out about the tape, and she got to Lena before uh, Albert could reach out to her again. And both Sandy and Lena got lawyers, so they wouldn't speak anymore about it. Lena recants the confession, and obviously that is a hard blow to Albert. Mm -hmm. But he goes on to say he fully believes Sandy threatened or persuaded Lena somehow to get a lawyer and recant the confession that she never would have done that on her own um, because she wanted to talk and he believes Sandy got in the way when she found out about the tape. Wow. I mean, when you're thinking about it, she was, she was manipulative. Mm -hmm. She could easily just be like, you know, you were a part of this. You would be going to jail too. Yeah. I'm sure that easily would scare someone out of it and be Mm -hmm. like, you know how you can get out of this you can take it all back you can say that you were made it all up whatever for whatever reason yeah and then once you recant your confession i mean if they don't have a body they can't prove anything anything that you said was true yeah then that's it also lena is pregnant at this time so i'm sure her mom is like you're gonna be a mother do you want to go to prison like stuff like that oh for sure yeah oh that'll definitely get someone Mm -hmm. yeah no action can be taken once the confession is recanted Mm -hmm. so legally that damning piece of evidence is dead there's nothing you can do but albert and steve fully believe it was sandy 
who did this they fully believe this like everything lena said Mm -hmm. so uh, they're not going to get rid of the tape and they're like maybe we can use it one day and they keep it and or the police keep it i don't know who has custody of it at this point yeah once it's no matter what it needs to yeah it needs to stay somewhere it needs to be kept so one day lena decides it's still festering up inside her like Mm -hmm. because nothing she confessed to albert but nothing happened with it so she finally tells her older sister brandy and she tells brandy everything and the very next day brandy gets in a huge fight with sandy and threatens to tell the cops um brandy threatens to tell the cops everything to her mom like how could you do this to to gary to lena to us you know and sandy says get in the truck and it's nighttime and they drove in the middle of the night on this just empty dirt road in the middle of nowhere and they stop and in the truck is sandy chris and brandy so when they stop uh chris pulls brandy out of the truck and holds a gun to her head and brandy starts to scream and cry and she says that she could see her mom sitting in the truck just looking at what's happening with like totally dead unfeeling eyes like she's just like not caring and brandy said that she knew if she tried to run they would just shoot her and kill her um and she didn't know where she was because they were in the middle of nowhere so this takes guts what she does so she just decided to get back in the truck and hug her mom and she kept saying like don't let him hurt me don't let him hurt me meaning chris And after about 20 seconds of that, Sandy finally says, don't hurt my baby. And they just drive home like nothing happened. So, and Brandy says, like, before that happened, she never would have fully believed her mom was capable of doing something like murdering Gary. But after that, she just, she knew it was true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she said, Gary was one thing, but I didn't think she'd be willing to hurt us either. But after that, she was like, what else would my mom do? So is Chris the hands? Is Chris the one that's doing it all? And is he the bad guy then? Um, I don't know. It's also Sandy's the Sandy. one who shot Gary. Oh. And he kind of just helped her pull the body out of the house and burn it, you know? Um, but yeah, it was really... I'm, I'm pretty sure it must have been... Either they cooked up this plan together or it was her idea entirely all right i feel like this chris guy is a little bit more of a bad guy than um like maybe he manipulated her into like killing her first husband or well second husband killing gary oh my gosh (laughs) he's her third husband gary anyway maybe chris manipulated her into killing gary yeah and now he now he's threatening to kill her daughter and She's probably just kind of like, okay, I'm in this. I love this man. Mm-hmm. This is kind of where we're at. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. It's definitely different because it's not like she killed her other um, mm-hmm. husbands. Yeah, Albert escaped. Yeah. Um, but November 3rd is sometime after that. And so Brandy also, before I keep going... After that, she was also really scared for her life, obviously. Yeah. So that was another reason why she's, they still kept quiet. And she thought maybe her other sisters would be in danger, too. So 
they're both lena and brandy are both quiet even though they both know at this point you know maybe lena was getting threatened the same way she has to admit to that yeah because that's it sounds like that wasn't the first time that's happened yeah and if she was that like fierce about defending their mom this whole time i'm sure there are things that were said that could have been threat threats right so on november 3rd of 2003 lena has her son coulter and decides never to discuss gary again she doesn't want to bring it up she wants to settle down and raise her kid Mm -hmm. and protect him Mm -hmm. so she kind of she starts working really hard and a few years later uh in 2006 uh lena is getting married and she's completely independent of sandy at this point um her son is three years old and this is when she moves in with her boyfriend jason Mm -hmm. who they're gonna get married and sandy does not like this because lena is old enough to get out from under her thumb she's gonna be living somewhere else um she's financially independent at this point uh and they start fighting a lot about her leaving and how sandy doesn't want her to um albert and steve filed a wrongful death suit against sandy and chris with lena as an accessory to the crime and what they hoped with this is that it would prompt lena to uh give her testimony in exchange for immunity for the crime as an accessory so albert and steve even though they included her in this wrongful death suit they were hoping it would just prompt her to talk and that she wouldn't have to get like consequences because they still both want to protect her as yeah well. yeah um and i can see that and you're desperate for anything the court can't do anything a wrongful death suit is not the same as being on trial for murder you know right so it's just something that they're hoping they can do and when they're handing out the court summons for this they please they please the police realize lena is missing at this point And this is when Sandy starts telling everybody that Lena had run off to Florida with her new boyfriend, quote unquote, leaving her son. And Sandy started telling her other daughters Lena was bad mouthing them, didn't want anything to do with them anymore. Um, And Albert says that's no way. There's no way that's true. Lena went to such lengths to protect her sisters Mm -hmm. their whole lives growing up. She wouldn't be saying i don't want anything to do with my family anymore she wouldn't she wouldn't say these things right yeah so robin which is one of the the third oldest starts telling the police that she thinks her mother is involved with lena's disappearance and robin started hanging missing posters around town and found out that sandy was paying her little sister five dollars a piece to take them down the missing posters what the heck so and Robin just thought, how, how could you do this? How could you pay our little sister to take down missing posters? So she's implicating another little daughter right. again in taking down the posters. So she's she's got to have her she's claws in like so, all of them. Yeah. yeah. So manipulative. Yeah. So Robin calls Sandy 
and starts screaming at her saying, I know you were the reason Lena is not here. I am going to find out and I'm going to make sure you rot. So the older sisters are definitely turning on Sandy at this point. And Sam, well, especially since Lena was kind of the, the glue, she was the mm-hmm. one that kept them all together so much. And, and so they want to defend her. Yeah. And I think it's when, or I know it is definitely when Lena goes missing, it's when they decide like, oh, you're not going to do this to our sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sandy fully denies it. Like, how could you say that to me? I'm your mother. I love you. Blah, blah, blah. But Brandy and Robin both tell the police they are 100% convinced it was their mom having to do with her disappearance. Mm-hmm. And Robin and Brandy both tell the police Sandy was desperate for a son. She had six daughters and she wanted a boy and she wanted Coulter really badly. That his whole, since he was born, she was really possessive of him and insisted when he could start to talk that he call her mom and her and Lena fought about it and Lena would say I'm his mother you're not and um Sandy would do everything she could to try and convince Coulter that like she was his mom that she should take care of him creepy yeah so when Lena's missing Sandy filed abandonment charges against Lena And since she didn't show up for court, obviously, because she's missing, Coulter went into Sandy's custody. What a little sneaky sneak. That is so horrible. I hate that she got what she wanted in that moment. Like, because she wanted him so badly. I hate that. She was able to manipulate people. Ah. Yeah. Sandy, what the heck, man? So in July... 2013 the wrongful death lawsuit was finally heard in court and lena's confession tape that she made all those years ago in 2003 was not allowed to be used in evidence because she recanted it Mm -hmm. um in the trial sandy's own children took the stand against their mother and brandy told her story about almost being shot by chris in the truck that night um and Sandy and Chris are found liable of taking the life of Gary. So they won Ooh. that lawsuit. It was just a lawsuit. That's yeah. so stupid. Mm-hmm. And the court ordered Sandy and Chris to pay $7 million to Gary's daughters. And they have never received that money to this day. To Gary's daughters? Um, yeah. So like Brandy and like his adopted daughters. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Um, what? And they still haven't received the money? Nope. They never got a cent of that money. That's the that's the one thing about lawsuits, too. You can win them, but it just is unfathomable to me that you can still get away with not paying it. Like, what the court doesn't do anything at that point? Like, that makes no... You should go to jail if you don't pay the money. Right. You're due. I don't know. Well, they should go to jail anyway if they, yeah. if they found him guilty. That is so bizarre to me. So, mm-hmm. so... When you sue somebody, then it's like civilian versus civilian. Right. And then when someone is being arrested and like whether or not they should go to jail, then it's it's city versus mm-hmm. versus yeah, civilian. Yeah, it's like the state versus. So, so then that shows that they probably would have been found guilty if the law had done its job and yeah. had 
And all, but all the evidence is like circumstantial. Yeah, they couldn't go to a criminal court because the police couldn't find anything, and you can't right. be charged if there's no evidence. Yeah, um, <sighs> that really this, it pisses me off so much. Like it's so frustrating mm-hmm. that they just didn't. They got away with it. Um, but in 2014, Sandy and Chris divorced. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, wow, Sandy. They lasted a long time, though. It, yeah, more than three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that streak. Uh, Sandy remarried again. And she currently has custody of Lena's son, Colter. No! She still has custody of him to this day. Um, Lena's sisters have not been allowed to see Colter since he was in kindergarten. Um, and they found out, obviously, they keep tabs on him, but like Sandy doesn't allow them to see him. And he was, he's homeschooled, and the sisters believe it's uh, to try and keep him away from hearing things in school and whatever. Um, and the sisters fully intend to go to Coulter when he's a little older and, like, tell him everything. Um, they are not happy that uh, Sandy has custody of him. Does Coulter think that Sandy's his mom? I think so. He might. He might have some memories because he was three or four when lena went missing um but that's still really young so i'm not sure especially if you're conditioned into like no i'm your mom mom." Mm -hmm. yeah um so brandy and robin are still trying to find out what happened to lena sandy has two properties in the sligo ranch and the farm that they had in salem missouri and the house no longer stands on the sligo property um But Brandy has been able to visit there, and she saw that a well that used to be there when they lived there was either destroyed or filled in. So she wants that ground investigated to see if maybe Lena's body could be where that well used to be. Mm -hmm. And in the other property, Robin remembers a group of trees that their mother said a dog named Toby was buried there. But Robin said... Toby was buried on a hill at one of their old houses. So she thinks that spot could also be suspicious. And so Brandy and Robin have the property searched with the ground scan tool on areas of the property they think are suspicious, but that search produced nothing. So um, Brandy and Robin continue to take steps in trying to find Lena, but to this day, it's in it's pretty much like i don't know if the investigation is still open other than what the sisters are doing like officially um but lena is still considered a missing person at to this day wow yeah and then cps well wait jason uh lena's boyfriend Mm -hmm. isn't he the father i i thought he was in the episode it literally of the episode of Unsolved Mysteries this is in, it said nothing more about Jason. So maybe he was not the father because you'd think he would try and get custody. I don't know right. what happened to the father of Coulter or who he is. Um, I tried finding that in some articles too, but they never talked about that. They just talked about like Sandy and Lena the whole in like the articles. So that's also a mystery to me. Right, because sure. it sounds like it, that at least he, the baby, or Coulter could go to the father, mm-hmm. but maybe maybe the father's like, a, it's like a worse situation. Yeah. 
considering yeah there's nothing she's not guilty i'm gonna try and google it again <laughs> that is so annoying every article just like there's nothing about even the name of who it might be so i'm not sure if jason is the father or not but she okay. was gonna marry him so yeah yeah that's frustrating too because i would like to know that but i guess it's unimportant because nothing ever mentions him right yeah so i guess i guess there must be some reason because i feel like there would be because jason sounded like a halfway decent person yeah i mean they were from, all living together and from like the little tiny bit that we heard yeah i i mean i think if it was his son he would probably try and have custody and he would probably win custody because yeah i mean they all lived blood. together with yeah with yeah. coulter so yeah i guess and i just want to know what the heck happened i know i hate mysteries because they frustrate me but mm -hmm. this was such an interesting case and i really hope um something comes up you know yeah i mean i hope that sandy's brought to justice yeah and i wonder i also wondered if the three wait yeah if the three youngest sisters are on the same side as Brandy and Robin. Because Brandy and Robin are the only two, so the three oldest, mm -hmm. are the only two who talked to this documentary, who gave any oh. information at all. The three younger sisters were not in it at all. Um, so I really wonder if the three younger ones are in contact with Sandy and believe her, or like if they're a divided family now, I'm not sure what that situation yeah. is, or if they just weren't mentioned to like protect them. Right. Yeah. But that's so hard to as a family like like they like I, we were talking about before they grew up with each other they depended on each other mm -hmm. i moved around everywhere and it was just the six girls yeah so like i'm sure that formed some kind of like i i just it would be really hard like not only losing your mom over all this but then three of your sisters too yeah that would be really tough. So I hope that's not the case. That mm -hmm. would be really, that would be even more devastating. Yeah. Yeah. But that is at least like we know who killed Gary. Yeah. I mean, I like can't. It's, it's frustrating because you know, but it's just not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's it. That's yep. all you can really say with it. But anyway, that was very interesting, Emily. I wish that, um, well, I wish that Lena had been found and, yeah. and Sandy can be brought to justice. Sandy and Chris. Chris does not... He sounds like a sketchy character, he too. He sounds... He's most definitely, in my opinion, involved. Yes. Somehow. Yes. So, um, I hope that they're brought to justice, but... Me, too. I guess that's all we can hope for yep. right now. And I hope that Coulter grows up okay. Me, too. I hope he learns the truth and is able to make... A right decision about but like, his life. I don't know. Imagine. So she, they're saying like, oh, don't worry. Coulter will know when we can get talk to him when he's older. He'll know. Okay. But think about it. This person that comes to you that you don't really know that well mm -hmm. because you're not allowed to see them um, says that they're your aunt and then says this whole big crazy story to you about yeah. the person that you know as your mom or at least as like your primary caregiver that you've grown up with and, and loved like it would be so difficult to try to like actually have that 
them believe and then what like then coulter's scared of as long as he's not being like abused or anything right now like then he's scared of the people he lives with because unless unless he can get out of living with them yeah as as the sisters i think that they should make sure that coulter's okay i think that they should make sure that he's not being harmed and he's Mm -hmm. and he's in a safe condition because unless you can get him out of custody of her you're just gonna make the kid scared of his own mom well of his own grandma right yeah and he would be or would be he's alive he's 18 now oh geez yeah he was born in 2003 so whatever i don't know he's gonna be legal this year Oh, that changes um, everything. So, who knows what he will be doing? And yeah, wow. So he is old enough now. I'm sure he knows at this point. He's got to know, especially since this was a this was a pretty recent episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. It came out like last year, maybe. I mean, I you would get wind that your family was on going to be on a TV show. You were going to be on a TV show, right? Right. I'm sure. He's heard it by now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, legally, if he wasn't 18, would they be allowed to say his name? I think so. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> um. So, yeah, guys, I will be a little busy next week. Yes. Um, so, in, so, you'll still get the Monday episode, but then... Yeah. You, yeah, I will have, by the time that this episode would, have, would come out, the baby will be a week old. So. Damn. Yeah. Well, not this no. episode. The, the next episode. The episode that we're not doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's confusing. So, uh, long story short, we will be back when when we can. It's yes. kind of up in the air. So. Yeah. I think, I, th- I feel like I'm going to want like a little bit of uh, a break. Like yeah, a, Casey, so we can have some sort of adult communication. <laughs> yeah, Casey will contact me when she's yes, because I'm not going to text you and be like, um, let's <laughs> do it now. When are we doing the podcast this week? Maybe you and Ellie can do an episode. She can film. Oh, maybe if she wants to, <laughs> she can guest start. She's yeah. got her funny little she's one-liners. A good, she's good. She's a good baker. Oh, so she oh, can she make could, something too. because she's gonna upstage me. <laughs> she's a better baker than I. No, she's a better baker than I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you seen my cupcakes? She, she, yeah. She like she doesn't might she be. use like fondant? Like she bakes a lot though. So I could. <laughs> it's just because she practices. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Pretty soon it's gonna be uh. Ellie. <laughs> yeah, just from Ellie. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, um, well, anyway, yeah, so we'll see what we end up doing. But yeah. um, I appreciate all of our listeners. Yes. And I know that the ones that are consistently listening to us probably want me to have a good delivery. So yeah. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> everyone's <do>. support <laughs> from afar. Yes. Um, <laughs> so anyway, on that note. I'm Casey. And I'm Emily. And you just heard a sprinkle of sugar, a dash of murder.